Hello everybody, I'm Matt Micucci and you are listening to the Jazzy's Podcast. Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikucci here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today, a series that we simply like to call The Jazz is Podcast, and it's brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. This week we travel to Germany to discover the music of Fosdal, confidently led by the duo of pianist Thomas Bartila and saxophonist Matthias Bartila, who call themselves twin cousins and have been playing music together since they were children. On their debut album as Fosdal, they unleash a positive fusion of jazz and such styles as disco, house, funk, pop and more with stylish piano, live drum grooves and funky bass lines as well as a couple of noteworthy guest collaborations to spice it all up. It is a fine showcase of what they have come to term as lifestyle music, an interesting concept that is just one of the aspects of what they do that we'll be getting into in our conversation with the two musicians. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. This is Fosdal on the Jazz's podcast. Thomas and Matt, welcome to the Jazz's podcast. Well, thank you very much. We are really thrilled to be here. It's kind of a tradition for us uh, as far as the Jazz's podcast is concerned to ask the artists that we speak with to share a memory with us from early life or childhood that when they think back to it, they realize maybe that's where my passion for music came from. And that's when even I started, you know, thinking that I would like to be a musician when I grew up. So I'd like to ask you both uh, if you have one such memory that you could share with us. Uh, yeah, sure, totally. Um, so we both, Matt and I, are cousins, and we grew up in a, a family uh, where music always have been have take, took place. So um, all the Christmas parties, all the birthday parties, there were music just everywhere. And it, uh, it's our father's... Um, Made, uh, makes still make some music our grandfathers or great grandfathers so um, for us i have the feeling that there was no way around then uh, to land in the music area that's wonderful so it sounds like you guys were encouraged from an early age to learn the art of music mm, that's true so it all began in the 80s in in germany and uh yeah thomas was born in uh, 86 uh, me in 88 so uh we we heard uh, very early uh, <laughs> the, to the radio uh, songs like Papa Don't Preach or Final Countdown, Don't Worry, Be Happy. So that's the kind of music we're used to from the early beginning. So what would have been the first instrument that you guys would have started playing music on or learning music on? It's probably the voice <laughs> when we started to sing along with our parents making music. <laughs> but then um, for uh, me, uh, it began with the piano my first instrument and then we came um we went to um to recorder so the flute and a little bit of guitar playing 
uh, yeah, and Matt started with um, also guitar playing a little bit, but then found his love in the saxophone. <laughs> I mean, so you guys are from Germany, and one another thing that I love to do with these podcasts is find out about the vibrant music scenes around the world. Now, you talked that you talked about how there was a lot of music in your house, but what about the scene that was around you? Um, well, the scene around us, we uh, were happy to grow up in a um, in a school where a lot of music was taking place. So all of our friends were uh, doing music and also the area here is where it's very uh, well known, very famous for live music, especially jazz. So that's where we uh, picked up the first ideas, where we met the first musicians and uh, really got us interested into this uh, kind of music. Yeah, so the jazz uh, scene, in, especially in Western Germany, was and is very, very huge. And uh, yeah, my, my saxophone teacher, he, uh, he was the first uh, guy who uh, talked to me about jazz music. And then, uh, yeah, we, we, we had a lot of friends uh, at school time uh, that were into jazz. We had uh, our, our parish, for example, there was an, a, a big orchestra, a, a big band where we uh, played. So Every day there was, uh, besides of, of going to school, there was something with music, something with jazz music and something we we practiced, but we didn't uh, know that we are practicing because, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd like to know a little more about that, though. What is it about jazz that particularly inspired you? Occasionally, speaking with artists, they bring up the fact that, you know, there's something liberating about it, perhaps more so than other styles or genres of music. Yeah, for me, it's the freedom. <laughs> It's not 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 stuck on on any any notes, uh, just chords, sure, and a structure. But but it's the freedom that I can uh, put uh, the tones together I want in that moment. That's just for me. Let's talk about you guys in terms of your musical partnership. You mentioned that you're cousins, and that you know you would have started playing together from an early age. But when did you decide to join forces as Fostal? Yeah, we, we are no cousins. It's very important. We are twin cousins. Twin cousins. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh, we kind of formed that uh, that, uh, that word. For a second, I, d I thought I didn't know uh, <laughs> something scientific there. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, it's uh, because we grew up like brothers. And we were always uh, doing stuff together, uh, like uh, going to school, um, uh, going to parties together, and also making music together. So we kind of formed that uh, that new word, uh, twin cousins. <laughs> nice, nice. So, I, so I guess then you've never stopped playing together if you grew up together. <laughs> exactly. No, we um, found uh, some really nice pictures in the um, photo albums of our parents, where we really uh, we were like almost babies where we were sitting together uh, with uh, instruments we got maybe for for christmas and we started to uh, yeah to play those instruments i know i'm not sure how they how it sounded <laughs> but the picture is very uh, worth looking at it <laughs> yeah and as far as fostal is concerned where does that journey in within the history of your partnership begin um yeah fostal was the, the the first name we we yeah we had uh, to choose um, because um, yeah, we we got a steady job in a bar in in our home city, and uh, yeah, they asked us the the name of the band, and we didn't had a, had a name uh, during that time, um, and then 
Yeah, it it was um, during the school vacations. Uh, we were involved as a, a group leaders of a vacation camps in Denmark, Spain, and uh, the Baltic Sea. And on an uh, uh, autumn holiday trip to um, Duncan Castle, it's in the Emsland in Germany. Yeah, it, it, there was uh, to produce an uh, empathic uh, neo neologism uh, as a friend uh, with no background in music theory uh, handed us musical instruments late at night and asked us to play pieces in force door. So instead of uh, saying fist door or uh, in English F sharp minor uh, or F sharp, uh, F sharp uh, major, it's uh, yeah, li like a neologism that didn't exist and we were it was very funny at that moment and uh yeah one week later when we uh get back uh to the um to the club we were playing we we told the guy okay our name is force doll and yeah we couldn't change it because then the press came and the major of the city came and and booked us a lot of uh, uh a lot of companies as well and so yeah since then we Yeah, we were fast off. Oh, baby. It's so nice to see you again. There's nothing sweeter than in the world. That's right. Chilling with you. The track you are hearing is from Get It On by Fostall, available now. We'll get back to our conversation in a moment, but first, I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz Is Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz Is editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz Is, jazzis.com, and these Jazz Is podcasts. Go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Matthias and Thomas Bartila of Fostal. Speaking about the music that you guys play, I think you guys have come up with a term for it, lifestyle music. So, do you have a definition for this lifestyle music of yours? What does it mean and what are its uh, even technical let's say features i think lifestyle or the term lifestyle music it's really a lifestyle also a specific kind of lifestyle for us um it's hard to tell because it's always been some uh, like a mixture of um, jazz and a little bit lounge and house music uh also smooth jazz and it was very hard for us to tell exactly what kind of music it is so we came up with um, lifestyle music because we really felt this music and that's That's what we lived like from day to day. Uh, on stage, next to stage, we just had music in our mind. So we formed this kind of slogan. <laughs> yeah, and it's not not uh, meant technically. So there's no no new technique of lifestyle music. It's it's more the way we are. Our mindset is so it, it's it's not it's not a job. It's not our our work we do every day. It's a lifestyle. So yeah, that that's more um, to to think about uh yeah the lifestyle behind our job <laughs> right so does it uh, refer more directly to your personal connection with uh, the music that you play and your musical activities at large i think that's how you could describe it very well said yeah 
Because I was thinking, you know, listening to your music, especially that, of course, on the album, Get It On, uh, is that mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's joyful, so much of it. And I wondered whether you thought that there was something about it that makes it a particularly good time, especially seen as we've lived through some difficult periods, what with the pandemic and all, for you guys to bring this mm-hmm. lifestyle music out into the world. Yeah, that's it. We want to uh, make people happy with our music. So we're not very deep into blues or like like ballads, for example, uh, that are mostly very sad. <laughs> uh, we're more into, yeah, music that, that uh, makes people happy. Is there something a little bit nostalgic as well, of course, as the contemporary elements of your music, which are there, uh, about your music, do you think? Um, yes, uh, I think that's that has something to do with um, with our roots and with the people we admired uh, in, in the past when we started to do music, which were guys like Mike Bublé or um, for me uh, as a piano player, it was um, like um, Jeff Lauber, the great smooth jazz piano player. So um, they all inspired us. And I think that's also like taken all place in that kind of music, even though, as you mentioned, we would like, uh, we wanted to um, to mix it with uh, modern elements so, so to keep it a uh, little, bit, little bit more up to date. When you say modern elements, does that also entail certain production processes that went into the making of this album? Yeah, so the album is, as you probably could hear, it's not a live album. It's uh, all pro- was all produced in the studio, and uh, we took um, elements which are now um, also take place in songs from Dua Lipa, for instance, or um, um, or um, also also an Elton John, an Elton Elton John new productions. So uh, that's our way to, to like to combine the old stuff, uh, the old jazz stuff we learned also in school and in music school uh, with what's going on right now in the radio. Also, um, the way uh, how the process went on was, was very modern uh, due to uh, digitalization. Uh, we didn't have to uh, see every musician on the album in person. So we just send it v- via WeTransfer uh uh, to Detroit, for example, to Cologne and uh, to yeah Ukraine as well. So different parts of the world, uh, and uh, the guest musicians, for example, they they um, use their own studios at home. Uh, not to mention that you've got also a couple of cool guests on the record. Jesse Lee Davis on the track, chilling with you. Just add something to it that I don't know. I mean, I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, so t- tell me a little <laughs> bit about those those moments and the collaboration and some of the musicians that we hear on the record. Um, yeah, sure. So um, Jesse Lee Davis, uh, the one you mentioned before, we actually met him a couple of times here and performed with him live when he is, uh, was here in Germany. He's originally from, from the U.S., from the United States. Um, but uh, we had a great partnership on stage. So we thought about, okay, this um, could be the perfect song for his voice because it's very, uh, very deep, as you probably could hear, more like a little bit like uh, very whitish. <laughs> so uh, we thought about this would be like uh, the perfect match for this kind of song. And then we also had a great opportunity um, to work with Lynn Roundtree um, on the song Night Flight, which is um, very famous um, in the smooth jazz area. He's... Um, also from the United States, and um, we just asked him if uh, he's uh, 
he's interested in working together with us on one track. And immediately he said, yes, um, I'm in. And we were so grateful for this. Uh, the song Night Flight is for us one of the greatest songs because of um, Lynn Roundtree. Now that the album is recorded, have you guys had a chance to kind of perform the music live? Yeah, we we're uh, back on stage <laughs> after mm. the pandemic, and uh, yeah, we're we're very busy at the moment. Also, very uh, thankful that we do yeah around about two hundred performances annually. So um, most mostly in Germany, but also. Uh, yeah, Europe, so the neighbor states of, of Germany. And uh, yeah, we're very busy every day. Uh, the mobile phone is, uh, <laughs> is ringing and we get new jobs uh, coming in. And we use each and every uh, job to uh, also uh, play Get It On. Get It On. And just a, a simple question to end up the podcast with, uh, is there a particular meaning behind the title itself, Get It On? Well, there, there are probably different meanings, but for us, it's um, to start again, um, to turn the music on again, because the pandemic was uh, was came also very hard on us, um, and um, it's just another way to say, okay, let's start again and let's get it going. And it sounds like a great message, also to end the podcast with. So I thank you very much for joining us and speaking with us. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. enjoyed my conversation with Foss Doll. Their new album, Get It On, is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from Get It On by Foss Doll plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz's podcasts, our print magazine, and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzes.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. Jazz is.